This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 996 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you, one day at a time. Greetings, horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Dressage Radio Show. Co-hosts Reese Kofler-Stanfield and Philip Parks are joined by S. Judge Debbie Savage, who's got some great pointers on reading the USDF rulebook and how the information found there can be very useful for riders of all levels. And we'll get right to our tip after this important shopping tip from EquestrianCollections.com. Well, once again, I'm here with Debbie from Equestrian Collections, and she's got the Equestrian Collections product of the week. Take it away, Debbie. This week, I want to feature the Ovation Glitz Helmet. And one of the reasons is we had at my local horse club meeting not long ago, uh, we had um, a vendor come in and she brought some of these glitz helmets and put them out on the table and everybody in the meeting was just mesmerized. Everybody had to have one of these things. And I thought, hmm, I'll bet you our listeners would like to hear about them too, especially because, you know, this is a little bit different. It's, it's, got, it's not overpowering bling. It's it's some bling. It has a little stripe that comes down in the front, and they come in several colors. They come in pink and blue and silver, and um, let's see. And then I think they've got black and silver, black and pink, and teal and teal. So they've got a couple of different colors that come. It's it's something that makes it a little bit different um, that you can wear a schooling or it's a kind of a salvation schooling helmet you can also wear them in some competitions and some you wouldn't want to but for fun and if you need another helmet for instance as your listeners know i just came back from some major surgery and i will hopefully be riding very soon so the first thing i did was i bought one of these helmets because i thought (laughs) this is going to get me back in the saddle really quickly because it's that kind of thing it would make a terrific gift I think especially like a Christmas gift because it's got just a little bit of sparkle and bling on it. It fits like all the other Ovation helmets. Of course, it's all safety. You know, we have all the um, the safety certifications, the ASTM certifications. Everything's clear and fine, and it fits just like their other helmets. Really comfortable, really safe, not too much bling, just enough. So for less, it's an eighty-nine ninety-six for less than ninety dollars. I think it makes a great, great helmet and a superior gift. So when you go to equestriancollections.com, just look for the Ovation Glitz Helmet. Thanks so much, Debbie. Well, Debbie, you are also an S-judge. Um, and we asked you also to talk about the college, but give us a judge's uh, tip for all of our listeners. So uh, yep. let's change gears and talk a little bit about um, a judge's Happy tip. Happy to. Happy Great. to. Um, judging is my passion. I've been judging for just about 20 years now. I've been the senior dressage judge since the year um, 2010, so a good four years. And the road is long and hard, but the uh, United States Equestrian Federation has a really wonderful judge training program. They have trained us well. And most importantly, as I've learned going up through these levels and, and even at, now that I'm at the Grand Prix level, 
one thing that strikes me with so many of uh, the serious competitors, and this is amateur and professional alike, it really doesn't matter, is how few of them really read the rule book. It amazes me that they are not as familiar with the details and requirements of our sport. Um, so that's one thing I always say is read your rule book. It will tell you exactly what we're looking for. It's right there and it's free. Download exactly. it off the website. Right. Um, but to me, that's really, really important. It starts in the beginning where it talks about the overall um object and general principles of dressage, that it's the development of the horse into a happy athlete through harmonious education. And what our goal is, is that it makes the horse calm, supple, loose, and flexible, but also confident, attentive, and keen, thus achieving perfect understanding with the rider. Now, that's a tall order, that paragraph. But then the book will go through and start to itemize things for you. And so often I find um, those that are spending so much time, energy, putting their heart into it, not to mention, you know, it's not inexpensive to compete, that they're just not as familiar with a lot of the requirements um, of the test that they're riding. For example, in second level, we have simple changes at the canter now. They're not ever sure. Well, what exactly is a simple change? I've seen them written just about every kind of way you can possibly imagine. But if you'll read in the rule book under canter and it talks about the simple change of lead, it says with three, two, five clearly defined steps of walk. So another example on things that are, how many, what should I do? Uh, you know, does those trot steps count? Those sorts of things. Um, so it goes on, um, our rule book goes on to give you uh, definitions of all the gates, all the transitions, all the movements. It gives you really clear movement um, directions and directives on working on two tracks and lateral movements. And then also, as you move up into the pirouettes and, of course, the passage and piaf, um, then they'll go into the parts that we talk about for the rider position and aids of the rider. So, so much valuable information here. Um, beyond that, um, the section that's critical for competitors to be familiar with are, are the test for dressage competitions. Again, we will tell you everything you need to know about all of the different tests. Every test level has what's written as a purpose. And these purposes, training level, first level, second level, they all have a purpose. And if you go through those and you understand what the judge is looking for, what the questions are that the tests that are asking really, I think, can help you put in a much more polished performance. No, and I think then it'll, also, it'll no. go into, you know, participation. You need to understand, um, competitors need to understand the rules for clothing, the rules for uh, use of voice. I've had several comp competitors not know that using the voice in the competition is two, a minimum of two points off per score box. 
Um, so again, there's 10, 11 things that are listed as um, for elimination, wrong tack, wrong number, uh, you know, dressage is just so incredibly detail-oriented. And I know it's difficult to remember all these things, but it's just so important to really be familiar with um, the meat of, of what you're doing in these programs. Um, and then finally, of course, really having a better understanding of what the scale of the marks means. Um, we oftentimes get a little hung up on the numbers. Um, and I think sometimes if you think about what the numbers mean, it might make a little bit more sense. For example, that six number, six means satisfactory. That's a pretty wide range, satisfactory. Of course, for the last couple of years now, we've been using half points. And I think that helps for everyone now so that you don't have to agonize over whether it's a six or a seven. It can be a 6.5. And that, I think, has seen some of the test scores go up a bit to be able to use that 0.5. So overall, I think that would be the one thing I think competitors could do that could really help them have a better understanding of their sport and then a better um, performance overall. Oh, I think you're you're totally right. I think um, in in trainers as well. I think um, I I went through the L program, and I think oh, that good. I think everybody should do it. I I really I personally don't. Oh, like I agree a thousand percent. It's so yeah. good. It is so good because you you look you look at that and and you look why was that a six and not a seven or six five right. and not a seven or what is an eight or what's a nine or what's a ten we hope we see that in our life yeah. and um so I think that that anything you can do I mean at the end of the day it's it's really helpful to know why the judges are giving you the scores um, right. but I think going back you're 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 just talking about dress I was at a horse show a couple of weeks ago and somebody got eliminated for the wrong coat and the wrong test. And it was like, oh and, yeah, they were riding fourth level and went in with the shad belly. You can't do that. And they should know that right. at fourth level. You should know that, but mm-hmm. right. clearly, clearly they didn't. Um, and so uh, you don't want to get eliminated. It's a hard enough sport <laughs> to get eliminated because you're wearing the wrong coat. For um, something like that. Exactly. But it's happened. It's certainly it, oh, happened. It happens all the time. It happens all little things. Yeah. Like and as competitors, we're responsible. It's not nobody told me, my trainer didn't tell me. The rider is responsible. And that's why I just think it's so important to um, review these rules and get that perspective. Yeah. Why not? I think, right? it's, I think it's important to review them every year because right. I see it. Oh, you know, they change. As a competition organizer, we get real changes. Every year there's real changes, mm. even just small things that you want to kind of review and go over. And it's a good idea as a, as a trainer to say, you know, have you read the rules? Do you want to talk about them a little bit, right? You know, right. do you want to talk about the directives of the test so they, that, you, you know, you, you've not only read it, but you've, you understand what, where the, the scores are going to be coming from. And, you know, I, I try to remember to do that. You know, with my first year competitors, but uh, sometimes get right. a little bit lax about maybe, you know, when you have a rider moving up, you can sometimes forget the directives change, you know, they get more right. complicated and it's good to go back every single year, especially right, you know, maybe not right before your first show, but, you know, as you're coming up to your show season to say, okay, 
Have you read the rules? You know, have you read the directions of your test? Have you, you know, and and to go, and it's part of the preparation, and uh, you know, you can never be too prepared to be to be going down the center line, right? A great winter I project. A thousand percent, a thousand percent with that, definitely. And now you know we're going to be changing the uh, USEF test going into next year. The new test should be out, really, I think, sometime in October, and they will go into effect December 1st. And I guarantee you, for the first few months, yes. we're going to have people riding the wrong, yeah. wrong tests. Test. Yes. Oh. Well, I've and that's seen a good it thing. happen in top-level competition. They ride the wrong test. It happens oh, absolutely. Happens all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. Happen. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that's another thing. And, and I think this just kind of as a final note, the USDF tests, are they only print the test part. <laughs> they don't print the directive part and the objectives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you pull out that test book, um, when you practice it, that's actually not all the test. And, and they used to print right. it and they stopped printing it, uh, probably cost or whatever, but mm-hmm. you can get the USEF version. And I strongly recommend, um, right. you know, it's the test. It's essentially the test you get when you ride it at a horse show. Right, right. The actual test, the actual Mm -hmm. test, not not just what's in the little book, which is fine, but the actual test, exactly. Uh, Yeah, and that's just a huge tip. And now go through your barn, grab every single one of those (laughs) test books, and throw them away because um, (laughs) you know that that now there's a stack. I have a stack of them, and we put them at the horse show. But they're going to be, they are going to be get rid of them because you don't want anybody picking it up to read you the wrong test. But um, Debbie, thank you so much for your insight. This was awesome tonight. And and this is just a great reminder for all of us to do this this winter. And I am putting it on my calendar to sit down one evening uh, with a glass of wine and go through the rule book. It was great. So thank you so much, Debbie. Great tip. How do our listeners find you online and find some more information about the college? Um, Lake Erie College, L-E-C dot E-D-U online and look up the equine program and we'll all be there. Well, there you go. I love this tip because it applies to riders of any discipline, really, even trail riders, to know the rules, as it were. For links to today's guest, you can go to horsetipdaily.com and you can have all of your favorite horse radio network shows with you wherever you go by downloading the free Horse Radio Network app for iPhone or Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. Download it today. It's quick, it's free, and it's easy. This podcast has been made possible through the generous support of EquestrianCollections.com and listeners like you. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. (laughs) 